Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast where we're talking about how to start losing weight right now. Right, what are the first things you gotta do to start losing weight? Now, before I tell you, we have to recognize that we wanna shift the goal, okay? We, we don't just wanna lose weight, right? If weight loss is the only goal, how are we gonna start? Well, we're gonna start being perfect, right? Because we just wanna lose weight as fast as possible. And uh, instead, what we're gonna do is we're gonna shift the goal from just wanting to lose weight to wanting to return to your goal weight and live the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. It's a different goal. Um, even though that's what you feel like you kind of wanted the whole time, now we're stating it very, very clearly. And so if the goal is to live at your goal weight, to return there and live the rest of your life there, well, now we don't have to rush. And it's not just about how fast we can lose the weight. It's really about how you're going to lose the weight and doing it in a way that's sustainable, that you can keep up for a long time. So that being said, what do you do? How do you start now, right? Because usually people are just like, I'm gonna do everything all at once. I'm gonna eat completely different, stop eating sugar, starting, you know, everything's 100%. I would suggest you don't do that. I would suggest instead, again, we're not optimizing for the fastest weight loss in the shortest amount of time. We're optimizing for the most sustainable methods to lose weight and keep it off, okay? And so if that's the case, we wanna start slowly. Why? Because that's gonna give you the best chance for long-term success. I'm gonna use the metaphor I like to use a lot of times is if you want to learn how to play the piano, it wouldn't be a good strategy to start playing 10 hours a day, right? Because after the first day, your fingers will be cramped up, you won't be able to practice anymore for a while. And that's what people do with themselves with dieting is they do too much all at once, they overcorrect and they overwhelm themselves and they can't keep it up. So instead, we want to be strategic and systematic with how you're going to start to lose weight. What I would suggest right off the bat is you want to really dial in and focus on your worst eating habit. This is what I always tell my clients. Focus on your worst eating habit and really seek to resolve it, to find true genuine solutions that help you overcome that bad habit by stopping it, replacing it with something else, however you wanna go about it. If we can get rid of your worst eating habit, the one that's showing up daily, a couple times a week, if you can get rid of just that one habit, for most people, that's gonna bring you a far way towards your goal weight. You see, and it doesn't feel as overwhelming because we're not trying to, what, what's your worst eating habit? Is it eating at night? Is it overeating at dinner? Is it, you know, eating shit during the afternoon? You know what I mean? Like it's not, not everything, okay? Let's just be strategic and smart here and let's take an aim at your worst eating habit that shows up regularly. Because again, if you get rid of that, that could be, that could bring you 30, 40, 50, 60% of your way to your goal weight. Just getting rid of that one habit. That's how it is for a lot of people. Most people are two, three bad habits away from living at their goal weight, okay? And so that's how we wanna focus on this. It doesn't feel so overwhelmingly difficult to do that. So find your worst eating habit and then go to work on resolving it. To resolve it, um, this is a whole thing in of itself, but to resolve it, you have to start understanding it first. When does it show up? What's triggering your, your bad eating habit? Are you too hungry? Are you getting emotional? Are you frustrated? What's going on that's leading you to overeat or choose the wrong foods in this habit that you're focusing on? and then consistently work to find solutions that are comfortable and strategic and long-term for you. Great, okay? That's the first thing we will focus on. The other thing you can focus on to really improve your results is more lifestyle-based approaches. So in Program Yourself, then we really focus on eight core lifestyle habits that help you transform yourself kind of from the bottom up. A lot of people with a diet mindset just assume they're gonna be tired, exhausted, starving, unhealthy cravings, you know, moods all over the place. They just assume you're gonna be like that and you just gotta deal with it. I don't think that's true. I think if you really wanna master your weight, 
you need to come up with lifestyle strategies and behaviors and habits that help keep you energized, keep you balanced emotionally, reduce your hunger, reduce your unhealthy cravings, and you can do this. So what I would suggest is in addition to focusing on your worst eating habit and, and taking aim at that, you simultaneously seek to start adding some healthier habits into your life. And you could choose to drink more water, get some more sleep, nourish your body a bit more, do some relaxation, move a little bit more, start walking, um, meditating, right, quieting your mind down. It doesn't have to be all of these things at once, but if you pick one or two of these things, what happens is you start a path of really mastering your weight by installing a network of habits that all work together to really support you in mastering your weight. And it doesn't have to happen all in a week or a month, right? What you wanna be thinking in your mind is where am I gonna be next year at this time if I stay on this path? If each month I focus on a different lifestyle habit so that by next year I'm consistently drinking enough water, I'm consistently getting enough sleep, I'm consistently nourishing my body, I'm consistently relaxing and calming down, I'm consistently quieting my mind down, I'm consistently walking and moving and more active, and I've reduced my three worst eating habits. Thanks, Vicky. Um, so, so that's how you want to start thinking. You want to start thinking longer term and you want to start thinking strategically, structurally, intelligently about not how much weight you can lose this week, this month, but how can I set myself up for success for the next year? And once you start doing that, the whole process changes and hopefully be for the better. So good luck with that. Um, yeah, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I saw that, that Rose, Vicky, thank you very much. Um, can I lose weight without counting calories because tracking is stressing me out? Yeah, absolutely. You, you don't have to count calories. What you do have to do, though, is you got to stabilize your eating. You know, you, you can't just be eating all over the place, you know? You don't have to be really strict with your eating, but you've got to stabilize and structure it. So meaning that you're eating similar things for breakfast, similar things for lunch, similar things for dinner, um, and then get a ball. You know, if you eat consistently similar things, then after a couple of weeks, you can start to look at where your weight's at. And now you can strategically look at your eating and make strategic choices where the easiest place to cut the calories would be for you. And so you don't have to count calories, but you do need to have some structure to your eating, all right? And so if things are stressing you out, I think, you know, if you're stressed out about, if you have a method or an idea in your mind, this is what I should do to lose weight, but you realize it's stressing you out, you might wanna reevaluate that. You know, that's something the diet culture really just trains us like, who gives a shit if you hate doing it, just do it. You know, and I think that's so short-sighted. If you hate doing it, you're not gonna do it for long. So you're better off taking that energy instead of putting it into willpower and forcing yourself to do it for a couple days, take that energy and find more strategic ways that resonate with you, that you don't mind doing, you know, to lose the weight. I think that works a lot better. Um, I keep self-sabotaging my weight loss. I don't understand why, any advice? Yeah, sure. Um, I wouldn't call it sabotaging. I think that's, I don't think that's the accurate word. Let me explain why. You have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind, okay? You, your conscious part of your mind is the logical, rational part of your brain, the part of you that knows why you should lose weight, wants you to lose weight, knows what you should do to lose weight, tries to get you to do it. This is where your willpower is. This is the part of your mind that plans and makes strategic um, you know, plans for you to follow. And that's about 10% of your brain anatomically. The rest of your brain is your subconscious mind, and that's the part that runs your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, and your eating behaviors especially. So it's controlling your weight. Now, what most people do when they try and lose weight is they try and use their conscious mind, their willpower, and they try and micromanage and fight against their subconscious programming, okay? So let's just say, you know, every night at eight o'clock, you used to go get ice cream. Well, now you say, I'm on a diet, so the craving at eight o'clock comes to go eat ice cream, and now you say, no, we can't do that. We're, we're on a diet, 
okay and so the dieting becomes this never-ending process of you using your conscious mind to fight against your subconscious programming and your mind's not built for that you're built to be on autopilot and so what you call self-sabotage I see as being a natural outcome of doing things in, in, inaccurately in the wrong way um, you're trying to consciously forever resist against your subconscious impulses and it's really difficult because those behaviors in your subconscious mind are automated you don't have to think about them they just happen automatically um, brushing your teeth is an automated, beha automated behavior that you've installed okay and so it would be like if all of a sudden you said you know what I'm gonna brush my teeth with my other hand right well now you got to remember to do it and then when you go and do it it feels weird it takes a lot extra energy to, to kind of walk yourself through it. it's not automated so it takes a lot more energy and so with diets most people they get to a point where they just can't keep it up they get bored sick distracted with their, their willpower and their conscious mind and then they just go back into autopilot so I don't really see that self-sabotage as much as I see it is that you just run out of willpower you run out of focus you run out of motivation which is normal you know you're not meant to be that way so instead with program yourself then what we're looking to do is use your conscious mind to reprogram your subconscious mind thanks Doriana um, and so that we reprogram the subconscious mind so that you naturally and automatically do the things that keep you at your goal weight that's a way like longer term strategy the idea that you're just gonna micro it's estimated you make over 200 food decisions a day you're gonna micromanage all those are you not already overwhelmed with life that now you just want to take on an extra 200 decisions a day like it's just that's not what you're built like you know so again I, I think that self-sabotage it's not really an accurate description of what's going on I think it's it's really just poor strategy you know and you're not alone so I say that I don't say this in a judgmental sort of way 95% of people can't keep the weight off with a diet mindset with a diet approach you know so um you know is it sabotage or is it just bad strategy that, that's the question you know um, oops, let's see. oh okay look at that um, AJ I'm missing an action lately we are about to move homes Saturday a little stressed yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, moving's one of the big ones, right? That's one of the big stresses in life. Which, by the way, Dorian, okay, listen, go listen to, in the program, go to the maintenance section of the mindset section. Go to the maintenance part and watch the training on how to deal with weight loss during stressful times, okay? That's, that's the lesson for you. Okay, it's only 10 minutes or so. Please go watch that. Because how we deal with weight loss when we're stressed is so important. Again, folks, like you, you don't you get this? When you want to lose weight, what do you do? You start day one being perfect and you expect you're going to be perfect the whole time until you reach your goal weight. And what that takes into account is something called the planning fallacy. This is a cognitive bias we all have because we have brains that want to conserve energy. So when we think, oh, I'm going to lose weight, we just think the best case scenario. I'm going to start today and get to my goal in a month or two, a couple months, whenever. And we don't anticipate any challenges along the way. We do this with everything, by the way, but especially with weight loss. So here's Doriana, and she's gonna be moving, right? Huge, huge, um, ex, you know, you're, you're putting all this energy out, right? You gotta pack, you gotta move, there's all this uncertainty. Psychologically, it's very tiring to move. As I think we know this. Emotionally, it's a whole bunch of stuff. There's uncertainty, your, your routines are all changing. It's a big deal. So is that the time to really expect that you're gonna be perfect with your weight and, and lose weight? come on you know what I mean like again with this diet mindset all we're doing is losing weight right but with weight mastery we have to get good at being able to meet different situations in life that that's more important because you can't just be perfect all the time god 
damn it. It makes me crazy. So it's like if you're moving, if you're sick, if there's a death in the family, you lose your job, big life things happening, you're like, oh, I'm going to just stay eat perfect. No, you're not. Probably. If you are, great. Okay, if you can do that, great. Okay, this isn't for you then. But again, this is where being all or something is so important. So when you're moving, you probably ain't going to be all. Probably. You know, unless you're some superhuman person, then great. Okay? But if you're like the rest of us, you, you know, all of a sudden you're depleted and you're stressed out and all the rest of it. So instead of trying to be perfect, just don't be nothing. Maintain listening to your hypnosis sessions in the morning because that's going to help you with the move. It's going to help relax you. Okay? Going for walks, drinking some water, making sure you nourish yourself somewhat. Okay? But not aiming for perfection, but really aiming to just do something that's going to make you feel better and help you succeed and thrive through this move as best you can. All right, but but I feel you. Moving is, is, is one of those things. What's up, 33 million K? Um, that's how it goes. Do you have a book? Not yet, but I will. I, I've got it in the early stages of getting it, so I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, Vicky's, Vicky's on me with that. But I, I'm on it. I, I'm, I'm absolutely, it's top of mind working on it. So, uh, yeah, I, I really want to get that that for you. Um, just trying to figure out which way to frame it but yeah i'm excited to do that because i need to get a book out there <laughs> this is so much dumb shit when it comes to weight loss man good lord it's the craziest thing in the world to me because it's like it's a 65 billion dollar a year industry weight loss right in all its different forms and that 65 billion dollars it's like where are the where are the answers <laughs> where are the answers at folks huh i mean good lord and if I had to take, if I had to put all that $65 billion into one bucket and describe it with like one concept, I would say this, why it doesn't work, is that every single weight loss solution out there is someone telling you what to do, right? I mean, it, whether it's eat this, work out this way, you know, take this medicine, do this uh, surgery, whatever it is, it's always someone telling you what to do and no one ever shows you how to get yourself to do it, you know? And and I think that's the problem. Your, your weight loss issue is not that you don't know what to do, it's that you don't know how to get yourself to do it consistently. And I think you need to get crystal clear on that because it's, it's, it's almost hard to not think it's just like, oh, a new meal plan? A new diet? Well, let me try it. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's not the problem. You know, you already know enough about what you should and shouldn't need to lose weight. The problem is you can't get yourself to do it when it comes time. And, and that's the problem. You know, every diet's telling you what to do. The doctor tell you what to do. The dietitian, nutritionist tell you what to do. The personal trainer tell you what to do. <laughs> Sometimes the weight loss coach, I mean, the coach is probably your best investment, you know, at least they're going to help you get to where you want to go. But everyone else just tell you what to do. And it's like, uh, no shit. You can tell your friends what to do to lose weight. Everyone knows what to do. No one knows how to get themselves to do it. You know, and that's what I think Program Yourself Thin is, is pretty much, uh, I, I don't know. You tell me, are there other programs out there that help you get yourself to do it? You know, it's just, it's clearly, clearly the missing piece in the weight loss puzzle, you know, overall. And, uh, that's why I'm excited to get a book out there. I'm excited to get all the people who help. But yeah, the, the book's gonna be awesome. I, 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 this is a book I've been writing for 30 years, to be honest. I, why I haven't written it? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you an interesting story. Like, and I do have tips for binging. I'll tell you that one second. But I, I, I was this close to like sitting down and taking three months off 20 years ago to write a book, 
and um, it would have been on self-hypnotic programming. So it was it was a little wasn't quite weight loss focused, but it was the same process we use in the program. But um, then I had a friend who was just getting onto online programs and we did a, a webinar and it was wildly successful. And that was really the birth of Program Yourself then on a global level. Like we sold programs all over the world when we did that. Um, and then that, that kind of brought me to another path. And so here I am 20 years later, I still haven't the book, but um, I'm back on, on the track with it. Uh, tips for binge eating, yes. Binge eating without knowing all of your details, the two big causes of binge eating typically the first one is people over restricting and then they get themselves so hungry that they can't control their eating. It makes sense when you look at it that way, right? Um, and I think a lot of people just deep down, they, they associate the hungrier I am, uh, the faster the weight loss I'm going to experience. You know, so they, they want to be hungry. They want to not eat. The number one pattern I see people coming to me with, I get, to, I've, I've <laughs> hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times, people say, Everything's going great for breakfast and lunch, and then everything falls apart afternoon and dinner. And I said, what do you eat for breakfast and lunch? Nothing. Okay, well, what do you want to eat for breakfast, you know, lunch, dinner, afternoon? Nothing. You can't do that. You know what I mean? But that's that's how crazy we can get with a dieting mindset. We're just, we're so short-sighted. I'll just stop eating. I'll just water fast. You've got to stop that. you got to zoom back a little bit to see the big picture. And so, again, that's the big one I see with binge eating is people get themselves so hungry that they can't control themselves. You have to understand when you're hungry, it's like every cell of your being starts to scream out for nutrition. You're all your sense organs, right? Like, like visually, you see everything that's like even related to food. You're just you're zoomed in on it. Um, you can hear, you know, what I mean, people opening bags of chips <laughs> the other side of town. You can smell food cooking from you know across the street. Everything starts zoning you into food and and screaming out for it. I always say, that I, again, maybe I'm crazy when I say this because I've done this, but I find it interesting because I think we're, we're all so weird as humans. But I like to like, sometimes I'll hold my breath and see how long I can do it for. And it's like, if you ever do that, it's the weirdest thing in the world because the first 10 seconds, 20 seconds, like you, if you're like me at all, you're irrationally confident that you're going to be able to hold it for a really long time. <laughs> and what happens is it, it, that confidence exponentially just disappears and turns into anxiety very quickly. And it's very similar to the hunger thing where people start their first day on the diet and it's not too bad, right? Because you're just eating and all the rest of it. And then like it gets exponentially harder, right? And so, I don't know, you know, it's, it's not a good strategy. So what I always say to people, you can't, you can't be aiming at being really hungry as the way that you're going to lose weight. I would suggest a much better approach is to manage your hunger. You know, so that you are, again, in the program, we use a, a hunger scale. Uh, you don't, you do not want to be starving. If you're going to try and be starving to lose weight, I think that's a very short-sighted approach. Uh, you know, except, oh, well, because <laughs> I've had this conversation with people and it's like, they're like, oh yeah, I, I was over restricting, but I got to do that to lose weight. But, well, but yeah, but you get so hungry, you overeat. People do this with intermittent fasting all the time. The 16 hours off, and then yeah, there's eight hours of, of eating, but they're so hungry and focused on food for those eight hours that they're way overeating. So what's the point, you know? I'm not saying everyone that does intermittent fasting does that, but that's a common pattern I see with people. So anyways, what we wanna really focus in on is the hunger. What's the level of hunger that you can comfortably live with? Because I do think, yes, you are gonna have to get comfortable with a slight level of hunger, but I think it should be slight. I think if it's an extreme hunger, 
that's not a good quality of life. It's probably not sustainable. Um, it doesn't feel good. It's not enjoyable. It sucks, you know? But yeah, I think that a light, a light level of hunger, I, I like it. Me personally, like I genuinely like it. I feel more alive. I feel more energized. I'm nourished. I got plenty of food in me. Um, but yeah, because I could eat all day long. I've been there. I noticed like the, it's that endless hunger, right? It's the Western endless hunger. It never ends, right? You eat and you're hungry for 10 minutes later. I've been there. I know what that's like. And um, again, so it depends what you eat. So anyways, that's the first one is that you're over-restricting. That's a big part of it. The other part a lot of times with binge eating is emotional stuff going on where there's some big emotions you don't want to deal with. And so you use the binge cycle in order to distract yourself from that. And when I say binge cycle, I'm talking about the binging and then the feeling like shit about yourself and going into the, the shame guilt spiral, you know, and then binging and then that whole thing. And a lot of times it's protecting people from some other emotional thing they don't want to deal with. So I, I don't know if those relate to you, but those are just two of the big ones. So without more information, I just start there, you know. But regardless, so, so let me just say this too in closing. With the binge eating, start to pay attention. You don't understand, folks. Our, our behaviors are so automated that a lot of times you have a very, very limited awareness of why you're doing what you're doing. I, I promise you. And when you start to become aware of why you're doing what you're doing, that's more information. And now you can be more strategic in coming up with solutions. All right. So I hope that helps you out. Um, Deb says, if fasting for 16 hours, what do you suggest for first meal? Um, I mean, yeah, anytime you're going to fast for 16 hours is a pretty good time. You know, something, the same thing I would always suggest for any breakfast, first of all. I always like to say that like each day you're building a house with your nutrition. And so I really think that you should really focus on breakfast or whatever your first meal of the day, whether it's lunch, if you're fasting, your first meal of the day, you should really focus on making it the most nourishing meal that you can eat. Because typically your hunger is at the lowest place and your willpower is at the highest level. And so that makes it, and we just kind of like, we don't need as much variety with breakfast typically as we do with lunch and dinner. So breakfast is a great place to really optimize the nutrition because if you put a really solidly nourishing breakfast into your body, it's automatically going to influence what you end up choosing for lunch. And you'll almost guarantee you'll make a healthier choice. So I think focusing the energy on breakfast is great. Um, what are the suggestions? I mean, anything natural, whole foods, um, you know, and then figure out what you like. But I'd definitely be looking to put, you know, just solid, nourishing, um, not processed foods into my body first thing in the day, you know, especially after a fast. That's what I would aim at. Um, I think boredom can be a big contributor for binging as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's another emotional... Yeah, the emotional stuff, it's almost usually you're way too hungry or there's emotional stuff going on. And, and boredom, yeah, that's a big one. Um, people all use, and let, let's be honest, in this society, we are conditioned, and there's a lot of conditioning going on, right? I'm, I'm kind of a conspiracy theorist on this one, but there's so much, because I'm a hypnotist, so I see a lot of hypnosis, folks. You know what I mean? Like every, every single ad you see for food is a hypnosis session. You've got to understand that. Every commercial you see is a hypnosis session. They're not trying to consciously persuade you to do stuff. They're influencing your subconscious mind with all hypnosis techniques. Take it or leave what I'm saying, but I promise you. And so one of the things they condition us to do is to really to use food as a emotional management strategy. And I would say most people, at least in America, use food as their main emotional management strategy. And that goes to boredom. You know, people say, oh, what do I do about the boredom eating? 
And it's like the, the secret to boredom eating is to live a more interesting life, to do more interesting things. And I'm not, sa I'm not saying that to be condescending or obnoxious. I had to learn that myself. I used to watch eight, ten hours of TV every day. Uh, what would I do a lot of that time? I'd be eating, you know? And so as I started doing more interesting things, I cut down on my TV time, my boredom time, um, and there was a lot more interesting things I could look forward to. And so I wasn't using, I wasn't relying on food as the main way that, to entertain myself, you know? Now I got guitar, I love reading. I, 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 can do, I can do a million things, to be honest. And it's not, I'm no different than I was. So it's not that there's nothing special about me. It's just that I realized, holy shit, I've been conditioned to use food as like the main thing to entertain myself with. And I don't want to do that because I don't like where it leads. And boy, choosing other things has been the most amazing discovery of my life. Because at the end of the day, folks, <laughs> I think, you know, we never get taught this shit because listen, you know how much money is being made out of us being overweight, unhealthy, and unhappy? I mean, it, it's... It's a majority of the economy, seemingly. And so I think you really have to take it upon yourself to really find your own happiness and, and, and entertainment in life that doesn't also make you overweight and unhealthy. You know, It's not easy to do. You have to seek it out, practically. Um, but yeah, finding new things to do because the thing that drives all people, ultimately, is a sense of progress. And there's a thing called intrinsic motivation. And the example they always use for intrinsic motivation is that feeling you get when you put like a piece of a puzzle in, right? You know that feeling you get? It's like, who gives a shit, but it feels good, right? It's just like, there, there's just something about it and it's like, it feels good. And it's like, that's what you want to optimize your life to. And so it's like, like I play guitar and it's like, it's never ending. It's like, I can keep learning a new song. I can learn a new thing. And it's like, I know that'll just go on forever. Like tomorrow I'll learn something I didn't know. And that, that drives me. And I have that with yoga, I have that with walking, I have that with reading, I have that with my work, I have that with my relationships. It's like there's always, it's, that's the path of mastery. That's why I always say like with your weight loss, you gotta stop with the fucking weight loss thing. Because what's happening is you're arbitrary, you're, you're, subconsciously you're imagining there's a finish line. When you think about your weight loss, subconsciously you're imagining there's a finish line you're gonna get to. And that's one of the most destructive beliefs you have. Because you think, oh, I'm just going to do all this, I'm going to get to my, I'm going to lose my weight, and then I'm going to be done with it. I'm here to tell you, as someone who's been at their goal weight for over 30 years, that there is no finish line. That finish line is the starting line. Because how long do you want to live at your goal weight for? Exactly. So you really need to reframe this whole process. That's why I say your mindset is the number one thing affecting your weight. The number one thing. And there is no finish line. And so for me, the way I think about my weight it's a never, like I'm on a path of weight mastery. Each and every day I'm looking to tweak and optimize the strategies I'm using to be at my goal weight, to be healthy, to be energized, to be happy, to feel fulfilled. And each and every day I'm always looking for new things. And I'm always making little tweaks. But in my mind, I know for the next hundred years, I'm going to be at the same weight. But for the next hundred years, I'm going to keep finding new and improved ways to do it. I keep learning new things about myself. Again, when programming yourself down, I always say, take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. This is not a process of weight loss primarily. It's a process of personal development of becoming the person you want to be. One aspect of that is that you weigh this amount, okay? But it's more about I want to be the person I want to be. I want to keep improving. I want to keep having something to look forward to. I want to keep progressing. That's what drives humans in the most fulfilling and satisfying way, guaranteed. Now, it's all different things that make us feel that. Okay, so you got to figure out what it is for you. But I suggest that's what you optimize towards because it never stops. 
See, what a lot of people do, when you think of the finish line, what you're doing is you're subconsciously trading the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the scale going down. And then what happens is the scale stops going down and now you're just there. And now you're like, well, what do I do now? I've had this conversation thousands of times. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions and almost everyone's lost weight and then put it back on. Why'd you put the weight back on? I didn't feel like myself. You know? So again, right from the beginning, you've got to really, it's, it's an inside out approach you know, to mastering your weight. That, that's the secret. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, any tips to stop cravings? Yes, to stop cravings, I mean, I'm going to give you the obvious one first, but it needs to be stated because it's so obvious we sometimes miss it. What's creating the cravings, right? So it's like if someone does cocaine and they're like, Jim, any tips to stop the, the cocaine cravings? What, what, would, what do you think we're all going to say to the person, right? Yeah, I got to stop doing the cocaine, right? <laughs> the cocaine's really addictive, right? So, so but I don't want to say that to you because again, what do I pride myself on is practicality. I don't want to just say, oh, just stop eating addictive foods. Oh, you want to stop unhealthy cravings? Just stop eating unhealthy foods, right? <laughs> That's the diet industry in a nutshell to me. That shit is, you've got to be able to have the glasses to see when you're being sold that line of fucking bullshit. When someone's just telling you, oh, just do this. Oh, just do that. Oh, no, no, no. You got it all wrong. Just do this. When you hear just do this, you need to have fucking alarms going off because it's not helping you at all. You think it is. <laughs> it's not. I promise you, it's not. You need to figure out how to get yourself to do things, okay? So how do you stop cravings? Well, obviously you start eating healthier foods and you get rid of the process. Listen, processed foods at this point, because you don't realize this unless you've studied this at all, um, you would not believe. You're, the way you think about these foods is not accurate. You're thinking in your mind, you have this subconscious idea that like a lot of the foods you're eating, like subconsciously you're thinking in your mind like there's a bunch of chefs in a kitchen just slaving away over their grandmother's recipes, tweaking and making the most enjoyable food they ever. It's not. These foods are all being made in laboratories by chemists in coat, lab coats, you know what I mean? Like to make the most addictive food they can possibly make. The cigarette companies are who own the fast food companies now, the processed food companies. Do you know that Nabisco and RJ, uh, uh, yeah, RJR Reynolds there are the same company? They literally merged. Do you know that Kraft's parent company is Philip Morris? You know what I mean? Like literally the processed food companies are the cigarette companies and they have the exact same strategy to make the most addictive products possible and to market them in the most aggressive ways. So that just needs to be said that when we're eating processed foods, you are literally eating foods that are designed in laboratories. You know, they make Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavors, right? You get the, the in your mind, you see like these two, what do I see? I see two hippies in Vermont making ice cream recipes. <laughs> Not anymore. Now they put a person into an fMRI machine, right? That big round machine that they zoom them in there. They scan their brain real time to watch what's going on. And they drip ice cream solutions onto their tongue to see which solutions activate the pleasure centers of their brain the most. That's what you're up against. You know, that's just one example. So, okay, that's enough of that. But so what do you do with the cravings now? You're in the midst of them. First thing I would suggest is that you want to relax. Okay, a lot of craving is it's a it's a psychological physiological response, and so the first thing you want to do is relax your body, de-stress, take some deep breaths, disconnect your brain from that food, okay, and seek to feel some indifference, right? And so you want to kind of imagine there's a plexiglass between you and that food. Imagine yourself kind of take back your feelings and how you're thinking about stuff. And you can do that. 
And so that's one way to start with cravings. But again, there's a lot of things to talk. I wish I could just give you one simple, well, I will say this. Okay, so if you're all here, go go to my bio. If you're on TikTok, go to my bio, click that link and get that hypnosis session, okay? Get that hypnosis session and listen to it because by listening, that's a 10 minute session. It's a weight loss kickstart session. So it's designed to motivate you. It's called the new thin me. And so what's gonna happen is it's going to, it's gonna help clarify what your goal is and connect to it. And you're gonna see that by doing that, you naturally have less cravings, okay? So that's kind of the simplest thing I'll, I'll do. I also give you a train three steps to master your weight, but go go get that hypnosis session. I think you'll find that'll help you with your cravings in a, in a more effective way than me talking about it. Why does it feel so hard to make my life more interesting? <laughs> yeah, because we're all creatures of habit. You know what I mean? So yeah, being more interesting sounds great, but we just want to maintain the status quo because it's easy, okay? Understand that your brain's main job is to conserve energy and it's main, I should say the way it's organized is to conserve energy. Its main job is to predict the future. And so it likes to maintain the status quo because it helps us predict the future more effectively. And just doing what we know how to do is how we're set up. We do what we did. That's what our brain does. So yeah, doing new things feels overwhelming, even if it's going to be better for us, you know, but that's, that's a good question. That's a, that's a smart thing. What about emotional eating though? Here's the thing with emotional eating is that, um, with emotional eating, the big mistake people make is they say, I got to stop emotional eating. I would suggest that you don't stop emotional eating, okay? Because that emotional eating is serving a positive purpose. We always do things for a positive intention. And so you need to recognize what that positive intention is. You know, if you're emotional eating, let's just say you're emotional eating and there's different emotional eatings, right? Maybe you're emotional eating because at night you feel lonely. And when you eat, you feel less lonely. You feel a little more, you really, it's more distraction than anything, but you feel less bad. And that's what a lot of emotional eating is. You know, then there's the emotional eating when we're celebrating, right? That's a different version of it. But once you understand why you're emotional eating, say, oh, I'm doing it so I don't feel lonely, okay? Once we recognize what we're doing it for, now instead of just stopping the emotional eating, because the main emotional eating people do is I, I eat to relax, okay? And so they stop emotional eating for two nights, great, they lower their calories for a couple of nights, but now they're ready to kill someone, right? Because they didn't have their relaxation strategy that they've been using. So what we want to do is we want to recognize what do we use, what emotion are we after or, or looking to avoid? And then we can ask the magical question, what's another way that I can relax that doesn't involve food? How can I feel more connected to other people that doesn't involve food? And now all of a sudden you're aiming at yourself at a real genuine solution. And that does a lot of the legwork to eliminate the emotional eating, right? Because now we just have to deal with the food piece, but now we're doing it emotionally satisfied and fulfilled. It's much different than, than the way most people go about it. So I hope that helps you out. Um, KDL8, I want to work for you. <laughs> yeah. I actually, yeah, I, I have a, a coaching program. I've kind of put it on hold for right now because I'm just focusing on other stuff. But um, yeah, someday maybe. Do you count calories? I don't count calories um, in, the, in the traditional way. I mean, technically, I'm, I don't really count calories, but I do have a sense where my calories are at. But I do it in an intuitive way. I structure my eating so it's very similar. In programming yourself, then we have a 5-2 model. Five days clean eating, two days pleasure eating. And I eat the same breakfast Monday through Friday, the same breakfast or same lunch Monday through Friday. Um, the dinners are different, but they're the same week to week. you know. And so I eat the same week to week pretty much. And that allows me to be at a certain weight. And you know, now I've strategically changed my eating so I'm at the exact weight I want to be at. And I eat following that plan, so I stay at the same weight. So that's how I count calories, but I would never count calories like the traditional way. That would be a nightmare to me. I would hate doing that, you know? Um, so, yeah. 
Um, no growth happens in our comfort zone. That's for sure. That, that thanks, brain. <laughs> yeah, right. It's true, right? I mean, of course. Who? I don't know. It is. It is like that. But that being said, like like growth doesn't happen in our comfort zone. I think we know that. But I think the problem we have is that we just take that to an extreme, right? Because it's the all or nothing thing. And I would say this is the biggest distinction in my mind. I think one of the biggest distinctions between like program yourself then and, and a diet approach is most people go from doing nothing, right? They're doing nothing, and then all of a sudden what happens? There's the spontaneous pain-based event where they step on the scale. Oh, shit. They see a picture of themselves. Oh, God, I didn't realize I was like, oh, God. They, they got to go to some event, and now they're like, oh, I feel too big. Clothes don't fit. Something negative happens, and they feel really upset about their weight. And now from there, they say, that's it. I got to lose the weight. And now they pick some really extreme plan, and now they've gone from nothing to all. And now they're all for a couple days, a couple weeks, and then they go back to nothing, right? This is for most people. Right? Give me some hearts if this is, can you relate to this, right? Is it most people do? Nothing, all, nothing, all. Problem is the nothing goes on for months. The, the all goes on for a couple days, right? So what's the alternative to that? What's a better solution to this shit? Because it's no good. Program yourself, then we're all or something. This is the big difference. Instead of focusing on being all, we focus on going from fucking nothing <laughs> to something. Let's easily go. Let's just do one thing that makes us better today. Tomorrow we'll do another thing. You know what I mean? But it's a focus on going from here to here. Because this is weight loss, folks. This could be a 5, 10 pound weight loss. This could be another 10 pounds. This could be 20 pounds. Do you see what I'm saying? This is weight loss too and it's way easier. So it's in the program we call Reduce the Ridiculous. What's the easiest thing you could do to put yourself on a path to lose some weight? Easy. I just made a video on this. It's a profound concept. I knew it wasn't going to do well because it's just like, think about this for a second. You're always going to all. Every time you think about your weight loss, you're overwhelming yourself, which is just a whole conversation, you know, because literally you've got two nervous systems. You've got your sympathetic nervous system, which is your fight, flight, or freeze. What? And you've got your parasympathetic nervous system, your rest and digest, your pause and plan. Every time you think about weight loss, you're activating your sympathetic nervous system. You're going into a state of anxiety, of stress, because you associate stress to losing weight. And every time you think about losing weight, you're going to all, you're going to some extreme thing. Okay, tomorrow, no sugar. That's it, no more sugar after tomorrow. No more carbs starting tomorrow. 1,200 calories starting tomorrow, right? And this is why, by the way, you think about weight loss all day and night long, every single day for decades, and you never actually do it, right? Tell me, give me some hearts if you're not perpetually thinking about weight loss and not actually making it happen, not doing anything to really make it happen, right? That, that's, the, that's where most people find themselves. That's certainly where all my clients come from. They're stuck. They're usually in their 40s, 50s, 60s. They've tried every weight loss plan and the worst thing is the ones they've succeeded with and then they put the weight back on. And now in their mind, they've got this association that even the fucking diets that work fail. And so now you wonder why, I, why can't I get started? Jim, why can't I get started on a plan? Because your subconscious mind's protecting you. It doesn't want to go through it anymore. Because who wants to put all that work and effort in just to put the weight back on? Can I have some, can I put out a bunch of effort and misery and then feel depressed and deprived and, and like a failure afterwards? That sounds horrible, and that's why you don't start any plans. In addition to the fact that every plan you think of, you don't want to do. If you get nothing else out of what I'm saying, please let it be this. The reason you are not starting a weight loss plan is because you don't want to do your weight loss plan. 
it's that simple, right? Is it not? I love, I don't call it a weight loss plan because I've been at the same weight now. I love my weight mastery plan. I love the way that I'm living. I love the way that I eat. I want to do it for the next hundred years. I've created it around my likes. This is why I don't give you a meal plan when you start that. I don't give you my meal plan. I'm me. <laughs> why would I give you what I like to eat? You know, like it's weird. You need to figure out what you want to do. Now, again, of course, I get, there's structures, there's strategies, there's philosophies that help you optimize your eating. But you've got to figure out how you want to do it. You've got unique, unique genetics, preferences. You got a unique lifestyle you got going for yourself. You got a unique situation that you need to build around. I can't tell you, you're not me. You don't live. You don't want to eat the foods I eat. It's the weirdest thing with the weight loss thing. I always say, but it's like, if, are you gonna let me tell you how to dress? What movies to watch? What music to listen to? What else do you want me to tell you? You, you know what I mean? Like, and I get people get desperate. I'm joking a little bit, but not really. Like, how are you ever just gonna? What most people's diet plans like? It's like they're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole, right? That's what it feels like. And you start to be 40, 50, 60, and you're like, fuck it. I, I guess. I don't want to do it. And now, but now you're just stuck because you can't even separate weight loss from dieting at this point, most likely. You know, you've been so inundated by that dieting mindset. Listen, I'm almost 50. It's been 50 years of, I've seen millions of diet ads. So have you, millions of them, you know? And, and it causes you to think about weight loss in a very specific way. So you think that's the only way you can lose weight. It's not, you know? Anyways, you know, I'm hyped up here. But what I want to say, so no growth happens. So so yeah, the growth, we want to create growth. We want to create change and, and better things in our lives. But our mind, it's always like, oh, I'm just going to do everything. All, I'm going to change everything tomorrow. Stop that. Just start one little thing that's better tomorrow. I'm telling you, if you optimize towards progress, your brain and body love progress. And if you can get yourself on a path where it's just never-ending progress, I'm telling you, folks, haven't you lost weight before? And as you get close to that fucking finish line, you start freaking out. I know this. I've done thousands of private weight losses. I've had these conversations and I have these deep conversations with people to help them become aware of things they're not even aware of. But I'm telling you, the, the primary emotion that people feel as they're right close to their goal weight is fucking terror. <laughs> Sheer terror. Because they're like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. What to, I'm so worried. I'm going to put it. I don't know what I'm going to do. Because you have two modes, being overweight and being on a diet. Right? <laughs> right? Be honest with yourself. You know how to be overweight and you know how to go on a diet. Do you know how to be thin and healthy? You don't. And when I ask people, I say, well, what are you going to do when you lose the weight? They get all pissed off at me. They don't want to think about that. Because what do you say? I'll figure it out then. I'll figure it out then. Well, no one does. Why can't I say that? No one figures it out. 95% of people put the weight back on. So when are we going to talk about it? <laughs> but anyways, the, the main point was that I'm not just trying to be an asshole over here. The, the main point I'm saying is that if you have not lost weight that, that you want to lose, it's not because there's anything wrong with you. It's not because you don't have willpower. It's not because you're addicted to food. It is primarily because you have a shitty strategy. You have a diet-based strategy you're trying to follow, and it's not effective. It's not effective for you, and it's not effective for anyone. And you know this because anytime someone says to you, I'm going to do this diet, I'm going to do to lose weight, you never believe them. Do you? Do you ever believe that they're going to lose weight on that diet? Do you? Or do you just come, yeah, oh, that's great. It's great. And inside you're like, man, that's not going to work. Because that's what you're doing to yourself. You don't believe you're ever going to lose the weight because you've tried all the diets. What would be different? Again, this is your opportunity to take a step back and step out of the, 
you're on autopilot. You've been hypnotized by the diets. The diets are bullshit, by the way. Do you know? You don't know this probably. If you've listened to me, you know what I'm about to say, but it needs to be said. The big diets are all owned by the food companies. Did you know Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz? Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle? The company owns Atkins Food Products, the same company owns onions, pretzels, and Cinnabon? The company owns Slim Fast, the same company owns Ben and Jerry's ice cream? Do you really think they don't want you to eat a bunch of their shitty food and they want you to lose weight and not eat as much and become healthier? Like, what? Yeah, I always say, like, if they buy Program Yourself, then I'll eat my words. Because if, if they blasted Program Yourself then out to the world, like, their sales would go drop. Because when you start going through that program, you don't want to eat that bullshit. You don't want to put that in your body all the time. Sometimes, yes, but not as much as you're doing. Anyways, so it's, uh, yeah, slow and steady is absolutely right. How important is sleep? Sleep's the number one most important lifestyle habit affecting your weight. That's how important that is. Number one, without a doubt, because your sleep's affecting absolutely everything. It's affecting they li- and they don't know. This is all new, new, new science when it comes to sleep. Because for centuries, we've been, how, what do we know about sleep? Well, we ask people. <laughs> you know what I mean? And what they have to do is they have to put people in scanners. They got to do you know tests on them. That's how you learn what's really going on with sleep. And it affects everything. It affects your insulin resistance, your blood sugar. It affects, obviously, when you wake up and you're tired, you didn't get enough sleep. Now your body craves unhealthy foods because it knows that's the fastest source of quick energy. And you have less ability to say no to it because your cognitive abilities decline. So sleep is the easiest way to lose weight, to get better quality sleep. So crucial, crucial, crucial. And the good news is sleep is a skill. Okay, folks, remember that. Please, please remember that. Um, Tracy says, I feel I don't get any results unless pretty restrictive, anti-inflammatory, etc. Yeah, no, I get that, Tracy. A lot of people think that way, but you have to understand your time frame is so artificially short. Um, there's a classic saying that people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. The diets have conditioned you to think about weight loss in an abnormally short time frame. And I guarantee you that I'm, I don't even have to know you to know that that's true for you as well because I literally have never seen an outlier with that. Not even one time. It's kind of like, let me put it metaphorically. It's like if you had a kid and you wanted them to play the piano. And the kid goes, I don't want to play the piano. And, and they go, okay, fine, I'll take lessons for a month. But if I'm not good after a month, then I'm going to quit. And then you as the parent say, okay, that sounds like a great idea. Perfect. That's a deal. Right? You'd never make that deal with them, would you? Right? Because they're still going to suck after a month. And what would you say to them? Say, no, you can't. You got to give it more time. You got to commit to it. You got to practice. And, you know, you're going to get really good and just take some time. Right? But then when it comes to weight loss, we're just like that little fucking kid. You know, if you're not getting results in a week, be honest. If you're not getting results in a week, it's very difficult to keep going. If you're not getting results in a month, stop it. Stop it. You know, and so sometimes things take longer. The one thing you find, if you look up weight loss studies, where they'll take people, put them in a room and measure every single calorie they intake, outtake, and they put a group in there for 30, 60, 90 days. One thing that's very obvious, very quick, is there's a wide range of weight loss, meaning we all lose weight differently. And so maybe you're a slow weight loss person, but you're approaching your weight loss conditionally, meaning if I don't lose weight, then I'm not going to do this anymore. You need to become unconditional. And the way you do that is you need to make it more than about weight loss, you know? Um, you need to, you know, if it's anti-inflammatory, you start becoming anti-inflammatory for other reasons, right? I, I believe in an anti-inflammatory diet. I don't give a shit. If all of a sudden just thyroid issue, all my weight goes up, I'm still not going to eat inflammatory foods. Just my motivation's deeper than just the weight. And it's like that with everything. So I'm bringing a bazooka to a gunfight and you guys are bringing a, a rock to a gunfight. You know what I mean? Your, your motivation is... Is not up to the task. I'll just leave that there. Um, 
but yeah, you don't get any results, but I can almost guarantee you you're looking at what are my results in a week? What are my results in a month? You need to start thinking what are my results going to be this year? That's that's the secret. Um, yeah, your mindset restricting binging. Please focus on the mindset piece. Yeah, Vicky knows. You know, Vicky's in the program and, and works it, and she is going through a transformation right now. Um, Liz says you make so much sense. Glad I found you today. Yeah, it's awesome, Liz. I yeah, I hope hope I don't know if you've ever been here. I do speak a lot of sense. <laughs> like again, I I take a compliment. And I I appreciate you saying that because I I that warms my heart. Um, that's why I do this. My favorite compliment is that that it makes sense. That it's practical. Um, because again, I, I really think I fit. I fill a void in the weight loss world, which is again, everyone's telling you what to do and no one's showing you how to get yourself to do it. And I think that's the most important piece. And that's why my program is so comprehensive and so unique because it's really about how do you get yourself to do the things you know you should. And if you're really honest with yourself, you'll realize you have no ability to do that right now. You have no strategies how to change your behaviors, how to change your habits long-term. You know, you've got one tool, it's willpower. And you try and use that tool to force yourself to act differently. You can do it for a little while and then you go back to acting like you normally act. And it's because you have no sense of how to program your subconscious mind. Um, tips for better sleep. Yes, the biggest tip for better sleep is relaxation. That's the number one thing. Um, if you're struggling to fall asleep, I guarantee you is because you're stressed physically and your mind is projecting into tomorrow and you're anticipating being tired and pissed off. That's releasing adrenaline. It's causing you not to sleep. That I can almost guarantee you is at least a big part of your problem. There's more, but that's the big one. Um, and listen, I was a shitty sleeper and I got very good at sleeping. I literally have a program called Sleep at Will. So if you're interested in that, you can shoot me a message and I'll, I'll send you a link for it. But um, sleeping is a skill. Please, please understand that, okay? And there are there's physical challenges, okay? So I wanna be clear about that. Yes, things happen in life that affect our sleep. There's no doubt about it. But there's always things you can do to be better at sleeping than you probably are, okay? And the more you practice and the better you get at, the easier it is, you know? I am now a sleep master. I mean, I can, I can go to sleep. Again, the, the program's called Sleep at Will. <laughs> and I mean that from someone who is a horrible, horrible sleeper. I couldn't fall asleep. I didn't stay asleep. I didn't sleep deeply, um, all of that. And so th the big part was relaxing, quieting my mind down. Another huge part of sleeping better at night was to not eat right up to bedtime. So the more time you give yourself between you're done eating and then you um, you go you fall asleep, the, the more you can make that time, the better you're gonna sleep most likely. Digestion is one of the most energy intensive um, processes your body does. And so if you eat a bunch of food and then go to sleep, when you're trying to sleep, it's like your body's running a marathon. And what actually triggers sleep is your core temperature drops a degree or two. And when you've eaten a bunch of food and you're digesting it, your core temperature goes up. And so it prevents that process as well. So there's a lot of things. Um, do you snore? Uh, no, I don't snore now. And I will, I'm glad you asked that because I, well, it's funny. I always say like, like for 30 years, I've been the same weight. I dropped 50 pounds and I've been at the same weight for 30 years. I had one blip about 12 years ago I had my son who was, was not a great sleeper and a, a kid that took a lot of energy. We'll, we'll put it that way, diplomatically. Um, and and we we're doing our house and there's just a lot of work going on. And I put I put almost 25 pounds on. And it was funny because I, I started snoring a lot more. So yes, a lot of the weight does impact your snoring a lot of times. Okay. But then I, I brought my weight back down to where it was again and I was still snore. Uh, and so the big secret, this was... I always have like a habit of the year and this was my habit of the year last year. 
was that I read a book called Breathe and it talked about mouth taping. And you can take a piece of tape that is about, literally it's about that big. And right there. It's just a little, like a little, uh, I forget what it's called. It's like a, like a medical tape sort of thing, you know? And you just put it right on your lip and it is, that's been the most transformative thing. Like I say it's a habit of the year and there's a lot of, I read a lot of books and a lot of stuff. That was unbelievably game changing. Because what happens is, when you go to sleep, or what happens to me anyways, is uh, right, my mouth open, I start breathing through my mouth, and that causes a lot of snoring. So all of a sudden, when you have that little piece of tape, it's so weird. He's fit and had his nostrils vacuumed, didn't work. Oh yeah, Lisa, try this then. Um, yeah, I mean, this was amazing to me. I, I'm, I get so excited, because this was, I love stuff like this. By the way, this is what I'm talking about. This is why I love being on the path of like personal development, you know? Because my weight's my weight. That, there we are. You know what I mean? Like the weight's the weight. But it's like always finding new things. You know, Vicky was on here. She shared like a strategy to get more steps the other day. It's like, I, I love that stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's always something to look forward to and improve. Uh, again, you want that because it's, it's what drives you. Anyways, um, find that little piece of tape. It, you hold your, there's a thing in the book he talks about like breathing posture, we, weird concept, right? But it's like the way you hold your jaw impacts how your, uh, how you breathe. You know, and so when your mouth's closed, you're holding yourself, it's subtle, you know, but, but you hold your, your jaw and things a little differently. And at first, I'm not gonna lie, it was a little weird, like with the tape, I almost felt like, uh, almost like claustrophobic, like I was almost like, felt a little anxiety a little. Uh, but then I got used to it, so I started to relax more, and then I started breathing through my nose all the time. Now listen, I've been doing yoga for 30 years, so I have done pranayama, deep breathing exercises the whole time. So I was well-versed in all that stuff. The taping was a thousand times, because it was so practical. I put it on at night, and all of a sudden at night, I was practicing this different breathing posture, breathing through my nose. Um, did it help my sleep? I was already a good sleeper, so I can't say that, but I didn't, my wife liked it more, because I'm not snoring anymore, and that had been a thing. So I can't say this works for everyone in the book. I like that book a lot, I don't know. Sometimes I get a sixth sense for books, and sometimes I think I overstate things a little bit, I don't know, but, um, Regardless, it worked for me, gangbusters. So, yeah, what's the tape? I'll tell you the tape, too, actually. Let me look it up. I haven't gotten some in a little while here, so that's why I'm... But I, I will literally tell you the tape, because I'm so hyped about this. I made a video about it. I don't know how you'd even find it, though. But, uh... Yeah, okay, it's Next Care Stronghold Pain-Free Removal Tape. It's like a hospital tape. Yeah, strong yet pain-free tape. I don't know, that's what it's called for sensitive skin. Yeah, put that just a little, little like a size of a stamp. And um, it's nuts though. Yeah, it just changes. I don't know, I'm talking enough about it, but, but it's, it's amazing, it's really great. And I haven't been asked about that or talked about it recently. But what a game changer. Yeah, it changed the way I'm, I'm sleeping, breathing. Even now, like sometimes the tape will come off or whatever, but I, I now sleep differently and it's way better. That was a point they make in the book and I'll just take them at their word. But like it, that used to be in a lot of other cultures, breathing through your nose all the time, you were taught to do that. You know, we're not taught that here. Um, and that was a big shift for me with yoga even when I started breathing through my nose more. Uh, very big shift in, in how I breathe. Because you know, I was like, oh, when I learn how to breathe, I think I know how to breathe. But no, I had to learn how to breathe. You know, and it was so helpful. But the tape was the next level. So anyways, yeah, get some for your husband. Yeah, but again, you know, like it's funny. You gotta really kind of buy into it. You know, and so I don't know if he'll just be buying into it because it feels weird at first. You know, but if he sticks with it, I think you y'all might like it. So, anyways, um, yeah, march on the spot. 
two to three songs can get a thousand steps and that's such a great strategy Vicky. I haven't used it yet but it's great so I gotta work on implementing it now <laughs> all right everyone I'm gonna get out of here but uh yeah if you're if you're here and you are not on my email list yet um what are you doing <laughs> right get on my email list go get that free hypnosis session go watch the training three steps to master your weight come on I email you every day and then like with the free stuff I give out like I got a whole new level of it coming out I'm so excited so get in there I I, I literally I just yeah say Lulu girl loves the emails right they're so good that used to be a program I used to charge for I just give them away now and um, I got a new thing that's cool it's a mindset program and it's it's custom made for you. It's so cool, and uh, but you'll get that. That I have it ready to go. I just gotta, I just gotta do a couple little things on it. But you'll get that too. And then if you're really serious, you, you work with me because that's the deal of the century right now. <laughs> and I just started advertising it. It's not gonna be this price for long. Don't. I'm telling you now. Um, it, it's a, it's a deal to work with me for eight weeks. This program is is killer. You know, I just like listening on Thin and Fit. Oh, that's awesome, Lisa. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, because you'll still learn stuff. Because really, listen, honestly, at the end of the day, this is really about personal development. It really is. And and the, the weight and the, the fitness piece is really, um, that's specifically what I'm talking about, but I'm always talking about this deeper conceptual understanding of how to influence yourself, you know. Um, the program's Program Yourself Thin. So, yeah, go to, uh, I mean, you could go to Program Yourself Thin and learn about the program, um, and you can get the hypnosis session through that link too, but you can also go to my bio, click that link and get the hypnosis session, uh, and then watch that training and, you know, you'll, you'll see stuff about the program, but yeah, the program, it's just killer. I mean, to be able to work with me for eight weeks, it's 25 grand to work with me privately, you know, for eight weeks. So it's like, th this is the deal of the century, you know, really. Um, and the program is just so good, but you learn how to program your own mind. You create your own weight mastery blueprints there's a mindset lifestyle and eating blueprint you know it's really like a roadmap you follow to limit your goal weight um there's hypnosis sessions every morning you get a five minute hypnosis the program is delivered through your phone so every morning you know you get a message from me you click it it's a five minute hypnosis session each one's got a weight loss mantra in it and so at the end of eight, eight weeks it's different each one each day and uh by the end of the, the eight weeks you know what i mean like you get this thin mindset you're thinking differently at night there's sleep hypnosis sessions a 10 minute set i mean it's just like it's so comprehensive it's uh yeah it's amazing it really is it really is it's a good it's a good ass program i don't even say anything even close to it you know but uh you know that's the stuff and then me working with you that's that's just crazy because there are too many people have done over five thousand private weight loss sessions you know and uh yeah one of the few so anyways all right everyone i'm gonna get out of here though i'm gonna go eat dinner and do some uh some grilling i think it's finally a day where it's not raining. So I'm feeling good about that. But yeah, get on my email list. What are you doing? Come on, hop in there. Because yeah, those daily emails are great. All right. Oh, you're welcome, Tracy. So hope to see you all on the email list. Hope to see you in the program. And uh, yeah, and I'll be on here all the time anyway. So I got a new video coming out every night. Go check them out. Podcast is Program Yourself Then Go listen to that. You know, whatever podcast platform you listen to. And um, got a YouTube channel. Jim Katsoulis is that one. And I just made a chair yoga. So if you're into like kind of a, a real kind of entry yoga thing, I'm going to start doing more of those. Uh, I also put that on my TikTok. I have a Jim Katsoulis TikTok as well, if you want to watch that. Um, I don't know. Maybe I just put the yoga sessions on my program myself then as well. I don't know. I'll, I'll decide that. Anyways. All right, everyone. Have a super day and we'll talk soon. Bye.